And we want to get started uh, right away. We're already five minutes past our starting time. We want to give as much time as we can to Missy Parker, who, if you were with us for the first hour, you uh, met briefly. as She uh, spoke about uh, the agency that she represents, Bethany Christian Services. And we're giving the entire 40 minutes of, of this time to her so that she can tell you about Bethany and, importantly, tell you how Bethany can partner with our church uh, as, as a group and with you as individuals in order to engage in orphan care. So I encourage you to give your undivided attention to Missy, and then, if time permits, she's going to have a time for Q&A as well. Okay. Um, good morning again. Joy to be with you. I just want us to give a, a hand to your pastor because I'm so thrilled to be, meet a pastor who is open to orphan ministry. So could we please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lot of times I have to spend time just really sharing with the pastor the importance of what scripture teaches regarding a care for orphans. So it was just such a joy that Pastor Brown just jumped right in there and said, no, we are ready um, for this ministry. And so um, we're very happy that um, you decided to partner with Bethany um, in this. As I stated earlier, Bethany is a Christian social service agency. And so we only partner with churches to get Christian homes for the children. And so um, our desire here at Community is that um, we want to get a minimum, if we can, um, between you and South Point, because um, South Point is also interested in beginning an orphan ministry now, um, to get at least 10 families that are thinking of fostering or adopting. And once we have that number, then we can come here to your church and actually do the training and the orientations for um, orphan ministry, for foster care and adoption. Um, our office right now um, in Michigan, we have like 10 offices around the state of Michigan. We have 100 offices around the country. Um, Bethany Christian Services was established right here in Michigan in 1944. So we've been around for quite a while. We have 100 offices around the country. And like I said, several offices here in Michigan. Um, but we don't want you to have to drive all the way to Madison Heights to come for training or orientation, anything like that. We want you to be right here where you're comfortable um, at your home church. So um, as I said earlier, um, I do have these cards that anybody who's interested in thinking about fostering or adopting, um, we want you to fill out the card so I can send you an orientation packet. And we're going to have orientation here. Um, and so you can find out what it will take to actually become a foster or adoptive parent or if you want to be involved in volunteering with us, um, you're free to do that. So right now I'd just like to go through our various programs at Bethany. Um, I do want to save time at the end to answer any particular questions because people normally, um, they have questions. They have, they've heard some misinformation, so I want to make sure we give everybody accurate information here today. Um, Bethany, we have, um, our specialty is adoption and foster care. Um, we do all types of adoption, and that's mainly domestic infant. And domestic infant is the program where the, the little babies, newborn babies, are placed with adoptive um, families. And so that's the, the uh, program that Matt and Erica are in. Um, and so that program goes hand in hand with our pregnancy counseling ministry. 
because pregnancy counseling is where there's a young woman who's experienced a crisis pregnancy. Um, praise God, she has decided not to abort the baby. And so she will call one of our pregnancy counselors and say, you know, I'm pregnant. I don't think I can keep the baby. I can't parent the baby. I'm thinking about placing for adoption. And so that woman will come in and meet with one of our counselors, will share with them what adoption looks like today. Because adoption today is very different than what it looked like years ago. Today, most adoptions are open to some extent. And what that means is, is that the birth parent and the adoptive parents keep in touch. They can have some type of relationship, communication, and they decide what that's going to look like. So just an example may be um, the adoptive parent will send a picture of the child maybe once a quarter to the birth parent. Um, maybe allow the birth parent to come to the birthday party once a year. So what that means is, is that for the birth mom, it gives her such peace because she knows how her child is doing. She will know that her child is being loved and taken care of. So in her heart and mind, she can say, I made the right decision. Um, the adoptive parents have more peace because now they have a child who's not, I'm going to say, very confused or very lamenting over the fact that, I don't. why didn't my mom give me up? Why didn't my mom love me? Why, you know, so the child is thinking all those things if they don't know anything about their birth parent. But in an open adoption, the child will know, this is why my mom couldn't keep me. My mom loved me enough, and she selected this wonderful family for me. And, and so they know that they're loved. They, and you kind of know who you look like, you know, what characteristics you might have from your birth parent. You know all of that because you're seeing your mom periodically. Um, and like I said, then that gives peace to the adoptive family as well because the child is not having so many of those issues that many adoptive children have just because they don't know where they come from or what the situation was. So adoption today... Many of them are open, but it is a choice that the birth parent and the adoptive parent make. They agree on what they want it to look like. Um, but our pregnancy counseling ministry right now is so incredible because um, how many of you have ever heard of 16 and Pregnant? Seen that show? Okay. Team Mom. Um, well, one of our counselors, actually the supervisor of our, our uh, domestic infant program, was the counselor to a couple on that show, Kate and um, Caitlin and Tyler. And they were the only couple on the show that released their baby for adoption. And so what 16 and Pregnant did was follow them through the whole process. And our supervisor was the counselor, so the world got to see what it kind of involves to, to release, you know, and find the pick of birth family and all that. Because at Bethany, the birth mom selects the Christian couple she wants for her baby. Um, and so the world got to see that and kind of follow them through the process. And the response was so tremendous that they did a spinoff from 16 and Pregnant to Teen Mom. And so they followed Caitlin and Tyler throughout that whole next year 
And when they did go to the birthday party of the daughter that they had given up for adoption, and um, so the world got to see that. And all of the, the thoughts and the feelings and everything that go through that, because it's a very, very emotional, very difficult decision. Um, but after those shows, we got so many calls, because the Internet's a great thing now, <laughs> And a lot of young women now are, are just on the internet doing live chats with our pregnancy counselors, asking more about adoption. And so that's a wonderful thing because now instead of young women just automatically thinking their only option is to kill their baby, these women are now calling us and saying, I'm thinking about adoption. And our counselors can talk with them right then and there and then begin to meet with them and help walk them through the process. So that's a tremendous thing. So our pregnancy counseling ministry works hand in hand with domestic infant. Um, and those women who released their babies for adoption then have selected a family that's going to adopt their baby. Um, so the other kind of adoption we have is international adoption. Bethany is really known a lot for international adoption. We work in over 15 countries around the world. And so if you want to uh, help with one of the orphanages overseas and you want to adopt some of those children, um, you can do that through Bethany. Um, we not only have adoption, but sponsorship programs where people, you're not adopting a child, but you want to sponsor a child overseas, you can do that. Um, now, both international adoption and domestic infant are both private programs through Bethany. So there's cost associated with those programs. Um, but then with the older child adoption, which goes hand in hand with our foster care program, foster care is the temporary care of a child that is coming into state care into a private home, a licensed foster home, because the parents are experiencing some type of crisis. And many times now it's, it's usually revolving around drugs. The parents have a drug problem, and the children are not safe in the home. You know, parents aren't taking care of the kids. Um, there's sometimes violence associated, whatever. It's not safe for the children to remain at home so they come into care. Um, with foster care now in our state, they no longer want children to just grow up in foster care. So they give the, the parents about a year to get their act together, okay? So part of our responsibility at Bethany is that we also provide programs and resources, services where we work with the birth parents to try to give them the help that they need to get their life back on track. Um, and so while their children are in foster care, being taken care of, and they're in a safe and, and loving environment, we're also working with the birth parents um, for them to try to get it back together. In our state right now, it's about 50-50. 50% of the time, the birth parents will get the children reunited with them, and that is the goal of foster care, is to reunite the children with the birth parents. But unfortunately, 50% of the time, the children do not go back home because the parents were not able to overcome the drug problem. Um, mental illness is another major problem in our society today. We're no longer providing the services as a country to the mentally ill like we used to. So we have a lot of mentally ill people who are having children, and they are not able to care for those children. So those children come into care, 
but the parents are not, they don't get the children back. Um, and then a number of other, you know, so many issues. Because of sin <laughs> in our society, just families, they're not, um, they're not able to take care of their kids. Neglect is, is um, just extreme and um, abuse, all of that. Um, so right now, like I said, in Michigan, we have about 14,000 kids in foster care. About 3,000 of those children, the parental rights have been terminated. So those children are waiting right now for a loving family. Many times when children come into foster care, they're little ones. You know, we have babies or toddlers that come into care. As a foster parent, you get the first option to adopt your foster child if parental rights are terminated. So for many of the children, when they're little and they come into care, parental rights are terminated. The foster parents will adopt the little ones. But unfortunately, if you're older, say you're 9 or 12, 14, you come into care, many times the foster parents will not adopt those children. And so that's why we have a separate category called older child adoption because we have so many of the older children who they're not being adopted. They're waiting for a family, and the need for them is great. Um, and as I stated in the earlier service, um, I've been given the responsibility to recruit families for 20 of those children. And so we have a special program. It's called One by One. And the One by One program is just where I would need volunteers that would be willing to commit once a month to sponsoring one of these older children, um, taking them to a recruitment event once a month. And a recruitment event, um, there's an organization in Michigan called the Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange. It's called MARE. It's on the internet. And all of those children in Michigan who are up for adoption are on that website. Um, and so part of that is to help with finding homes for these children. And so once a month, I just need a family who will be willing to take one child to a recruitment event. Some of the events are sponsored by Mayor. Um, they just had a skating party two weeks ago. Um, they had an event at a church yesterday. They have a zoo event coming up next Saturday. And so we would just need, you would be the host family. So you would take one of the children to, let's say, the zoo next Saturday. So the child is having a good time. You know, they're doing their thing. But at the same time, there are people who are thinking about adopting who will come to the event and they get to meet the child. They get to interact with the child. So the idea is, is that the more exposure this child is getting and meeting different um, families, that he's going to connect with someone. She's going to connect, click with a family, and that family will actually look into possibly adopting that child. Um, so our thought process is with this program is that the more um, events the child goes to, the more people they get to meet, uh, the better their chances are, you know, meeting a family that's going to adopt them sooner. Um, the beautiful part about this is that with the church, it doesn't have to be one of the mayor-sponsored events. A recruitment event could be, say, if you had your church picnic. <laughs> and um, you had a, we had a host family here at Community that had a child, and the child you select the child that you want to host. 
So the hope is you're going to become like a mentor to that child. And so let's say you're going to bring the child to the picnic or take the child fishing or, you know, whatever it is you like to do, but it's an event where there'll be other families there. And the thought is this child will get to interact with families and who knows, the Holy Spirit moves <laughs> and someone's heart is touched for that particular child. Um, and so that's our one-by-one um, -one program. And so there's a great need, as I said, for volunteers for that program. You don't have to be a licensed foster parent to be a part of one-by-one. -one. There is some training because, um, you know, we just want to give you some training how to handle the children kind of thing. But um, you don't have to be licensed. We do love it if you are a licensed foster parent and you're going to do one-by-one because then if you decide, you know, well, we like the child to spend the, say, stay overnight. If you're a licensed foster home, the child can spend the night. Um, if you're not, then you would just pick the child up for that event, take the child to the event, and then take them back home. Um, these children that are in the one-by-one -one program are either staying in private foster homes or some of them are in um, residential facilities. Um, and so we just work out the arrangements for you to be able to pick them up, bring them back, um, that kind of thing. Um, because foster care and the older child adoption are state-run programs, there is no cost to adopt a child out of, the, out of the foster care system or out of the older child adoption. There is no cost. There is no age limit. We have a lot of grandparents who are fostering their grandchildren. You know, the big push now is for when children come into care, you want to find a relative that's willing to take the child. Um, that way they stay in their kinship, you know, group and everything. Um, but if the grandparent or the aunt or uncle is licensed as a foster parent, they can get all of the services that the state does provide to help them. So financially it won't be a burden. As a foster parent, you do get a monthly stipend um, from the state. So it, it, it won't, we don't want it to be a burden on anyone financially to foster. Uh, all of the children in foster care receive Medicaid, so their health is covered, uh, uh, health insurance is provided through Medicaid. Um, any other things they may need, most of the kids go into therapy, have some type of therapy that's covered. Um, so none of that is out of pocket for you. Um, so see, that's, so that's the foster care older child. And as I said, my job specifically is kind of hoping to recruit for, for the older children. Um, so here at Community, what we're hoping to do um, is we're going to provide, um, Bethany is going to provide the training for you all, anyone who's interested in thinking about fostering or adopting. Um, we're going to provide resources to you. Um, just be available to help in any way we can. And what we love to see is when a church begins an orphan ministry and we have the trainings and everything here, you become your own support group, okay? So those families that say, yes, we are going to foster, we are going to adopt, um, the rest of the church family will kind of wrap their arms around those families and say help provide with transportation. That's a major thing because if you're a foster parent, you are required to bring the children to, it's called parenting time visits. That's where the birth parent visits with the child once a week. But our office is in Madison Heights. 
So if you all had to drive to Madison Heights every week, some of you might say, you know, I was thinking about doing the foster care, but I'm not willing for that drive, you know, every week. But here at Community, we are going to provide that here. You can do your parenting time visits here. Um, we're going to do your training and orientation here, if not here at, at South Point, because both of your churches, as I said, are doing um, orphan ministry at the same time. So it will be right in your area. And um, that's an awesome thing because we don't want the distance to be a problem, you know, for anybody. Um, it doesn't, um, the training to become a licensed, and we want all of our parents, whether you're fostering or adopting, you go through the same training. Um, and so to become a licensed foster or adoptive family, it, it can be done anywhere between three to six months, depending on how quickly you get your paperwork in and how quickly you do your training. Um, the state does mandate that you do their training. There are five sessions you have to take. Um, and as I said, we get enough families, which I know we are. <laughs> um, we'll be doing that right here. It's called pride training. So that can take place here. The thing that we want to set up as soon as possible is an orientation, which will be an information meeting that we like to have right here. Um, and that would just explain the process of what it would take to become a licensed foster or adoptive family, what the process is. Um, that's free. It doesn't cost anything to, to get that information. Um, and then after the orientation is set, um, then we set the time for the pride training. So orientation is like the first step. If you're going to be licensed, that's your first step. Um, so we can take care of all of that right here. Um, and so for the most part, um, that pretty much covers, as I said, in terms of the programs we have at Bethany. Um, the other areas that churches partner with us on is um, like at Christmas time, um, Christmas gives sponsorship for the children. So the church would um, say, yes, we want to sponsor, let's say, 10 children. We want five boys and five girls ages 7 to 12, okay? So then we're going to give you, Bethany's going to give you the names and ages of those five kids and their genders, and those children write out their own Christmas list. They put five items on the list. They can't do any electronics. <laughs> we got sick of looking at iPods and, and um, Xboxes, <laughs> so none of that. But um, they put five gifts on a list and turn that into us. And then so we will give you those lists and the children's names and ages and gender. And then we just ask you to purchase the gifts that's on that list. And so however as a church you want to do that, sometimes they put up like a tree or something and it'll be the child's name and the list. And so a family will take a child, you know, and then buy the gifts on that list. And then at a certain time, probably the beginning of December, we would get all those gifts from you and take them to Bethany. And then the foster care workers take the gifts to the foster homes. Um, the children will know the gifts are from you. And um, they will be thanking, sending you a thank you note at the beginning of the year. Um, so that's our Christmas um, gift sponsorship. There's also going back to school. We need backpacks and school supplies for the kids. So we have churches that are supplying those things for us. 
ongoing as well as when children come into care, many times they come in with nothing. Because if, if Child Protective Services goes out to a home and they decide this is unsafe for this child to be here, we're removing them immediately, then many times those children don't have opportunity to get anything. And so we need churches that will provide, we call them like duffel bags, that will have um, pajamas and underwear and socks and toiletries and a stuffed animal, a blanket, a pillow, a Bible, um, those things in the duffel bag. And it's in a duffel bag, a nice bag. In the past, you would see children just putting whatever they had in a trash bag and t bringing that with them. And how awful is that? Just the thought that my stuff is in a trash bag. What do you do with trash? You know, that's a very bad thought for a child to have. So we don't want that for any of our children coming into care. We like for them to have duffel bags with something that at least they're taking with them that's theirs. Um, very important. So that's another area that if community wanted to do that for us. So as a church, what we're hoping is that there'll be one person who's going to step forward as kind of the coordinator of your orphan ministry. And then you all kind of decide what projects you'd like to do with Bethany. Um, those of you, as I said, who are going to sign up today on my little cards <laughs> to um, check into being a foster or adoptive parent coming to the orientation. Um, and then we can t um, go from there as far as what other things, what other projects the church is going to do together with Bethany. Um, but as I said, we're committed to you. We are here to provide whatever services, training, resources that we can. be working with you on a regular basis. And um, all I can really say and share right now is that children in your community, they really need you. They need loving Christian homes where they can come to know Jesus Christ. And I, my, um, Curtis and I know just from being here this morning and from my spending time with Pastor Ken and with Pastor Matt, you all have an awesome family. You know, you're a church family, and that's what these children need. And so I'm really hoping and looking forward to many of you um, signing up, at least for the orientation. Come and find out what it would take, what is the commitment. I mean, you know the commitment, but it's a very, it is a very challenging ministry. I'm not going to lie to you there. Um, because we have a lot of people who, you know, la, 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 you know, I love children, I'll help the children. <laughs> and that's a wonderful view. We do want people thinking like that. But we also want you to understand it is a very serious commitment because these are children who have been traumatized. These are children who have experienced awful things in their young lives, abuse, neglect, not knowing what they're going to have to eat, where they're going to live, seeing their mother beat up on or shot or what have you, just all kinds of horrible things. So these children are not going to be your normal, everyday, happy child. These are children who've lived in fear their whole lives. And so they're hurting. They are deeply wounded. So we do need Christian families that are going to take the time to love on those children. And we're going to help you, give you the resources, because you've got to be trained on how do you work with a child that's been traumatized. So I'm very happy to say that, Bethany, we provide that training for you. There's a training called Trauma-Informed Parenting. 
And that's a training to teach you, first of all, how trauma affects the brain. In utero, children who the, the mom is drinking or doing drugs while she's pregnant, that's affecting the brain development of that child. So when that child is born, that child's brain is not a normal brain. It's wired differently. That child who's in utero and the mom is in a domestic violent relationship and she's being beat up on all during the pregnancy, that baby's brain is wired differently. And so you have to be trained on how do you, as a parent now, love on this child? How do you help this child to heal? What techniques can you use to help this child? And that's something that we're going to teach you in the trauma-informed parenting um, training. Um, and it's very effective. I was sharing with people earlier that years ago, I would have had a hard time standing before you asking you to take these children into your home. Because honestly, I, there, was not, there wasn't much hope. <laughs> you know, the, the children, they're hurting children. They've got disabilities and challenges and stuff. And I'd be like, honestly, can I ask somebody to do that? But I can stand before you today and say, God has, has blessed in so many ways. And now with... Um, what is it, um, MRIs and, and all of that brain scans, they've been able to see what trauma has done to the brain development. They know what the problems are. And so now we know what we could do to help the brain rewire itself. God is so awesome the way he's created us so that even if, you know, the brain has been traumatized, you can work with the child to heal the brain. And so that brain can be rewired, and those children can come, you know, to be like the video said, to become what God intended them to be from the beginning. But God has to use us to bring those children to that. It's not going to happen, you know, just on their own. And um, so I think that's an incredible thing. So we, we do provide those trainings for you. So we don't want I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> But I do want everybody to realize it is a very challenging ministry. As Pastor said, mercy ministry is very challenging. It does take sacrifice. It takes a lot of commitment. But I don't think there's any other ministry that is more rewarding and so blessed than to have a child that you have the opportunity of impacting with not only your love and the love of your family, but the love of Christ. And for many of our children who come into care, they tell us, it was in my foster home that I came to know Jesus Christ. It's in my foster home that I first got to see what a real, like, husband and wife relationship, what a healthy relationship looks like. And so we, we have children now who've grown up in foster care who've come back and shared that with us, how much of a difference it made. Even if that foster child was only in your home for three months, you can have an impact in that child's life that will last them for a lifetime. Because I have a lot of people who will say, well, I don't know if I could do that because I get too attached, you know. And that's true. You do get attached to the children. You do love the children. But again, God is in control. So that child is only in your home for four months. You can have a tremendous impact in the life of that child. And um, 
I do just want to share very briefly that um, I don't speak just because I work for Bethany, and that was a God thing. God is so awesome. He knows what you need, and he, he provides it for you. But um, I, I was married for 25 years. My husband and I um, had six children. Three of our children were birth children, and three were foster. We fostered for 10 years, and um, we adopted three of our foster children. And so I can share with you that that is one of the greatest ministries ever, is to, to have a child, as I said, that you are impacting their lives for the kingdom of God. And God uses you as a faith ministry. Because when, when we adopted the children, when we fostered, you really don't know many times all of the issues that the child is going to have. But as a Christian, I don't have to worry about that. Because my father knows everything that that child is going to need. And he equips me for that. God never calls you to a ministry that he does not first equip you for. And um, so anyway, with, with our children, um, I never heard of fetal alcohol syndrome before. Didn't know what that was. And um, we had to find out a little bit later on that our daughter um, that we were adopting had fetal alcohol syndrome. Well, what is that? <laughs> And so we began to find out the special services that she was going to need. And um, as a foster parent, you do have to advocate for the children to make sure that they're getting the services, that they're getting um, the therapies and all of that that they need to help them to be able to heal. Um, but it's an awesome thing now. Those children are now um, 17, 19, and 22. And they are awesome. They, they are wonderful. And so I thank the Lord for giving me that experience of being able to love how he stretches you, you know, and being able to love. This is not my birth child, but this is a child the Lord blessed, you know, and, and they're all my children. And, and so it's a wonderful thing. Um, so I do really encourage you to please um, see me. Um, oh, um, do we have time for questions? I done went on. Okay, um, I'd like to answer any specific questions someone has. And again, I have cards out on the table out there and some cards here um, for those of you to, to just fill out for me so we know how many people we have here that's interested in orientation so we can go ahead and plan the date um, for that to occur. And then don't forget to get your prayer cards to please pray for those children who um, they're waiting for a family. So thank you, and we got a few minutes for questions. So does anybody have a particular question to ask? I just want to make it clear, right? Any aspect that anybody might be interested in, it all starts with filling out those cards. Yeah, because we need to know who at community is interested in orphan ministry, and we hope everybody's interested in some aspect. Um, but So we want to know the group that we're pulling together. So if in any area you're interested, volunteering for one-by-one, one, foster care adoption, you want to organize the Christmas gift sponsorship, you know, whatever, I need you to fill out a card and then just write on that card what your interest is. Okay? Fictive kin? Okay. Yeah. Um, Pastor was just asking about fictive kin, because um, right now, as I said, when children come into care, we're really looking for a relative initially for the children to go to so they can remain, you know, with people that they know. 
Um, but oftentimes that's not a blood relative because sometimes it may be someone who's been very close to the family, but they're not blood related to you, and we call them fictive kin. But those people are very important, too, because the child knows you. You're still Uncle Bill, you know, or, or Auntie Mary or whatever, and they know you as that. And so if you're willing to foster them, we welcome that. So you don't have to be blood-related anymore to, like, be considered a relative for the child. You get the same, um, I mean, it's a special care that a relative would get if you're a fictive kin. And what that means is if we're doing a relative placement, you don't have to be licensed first before the child comes to stay in your home. They can stay in your home while we're licensing you. Um, and, and that's good because, again, we want to ease the, the transition for the child as much as possible. Okay. Yay. Okay, anything else? Now, I know I'm really good at doing this, but <laughs> I'm very, there's got to be another question somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. That's a good question. Um, foster care is a state program, so that means you are licensed by the state. Once a month, a worker will come out to visit your home, um, meet with the children, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so everything, even though we are a private Christian agency, we still have to conform to the regulations of the state. Um, but the great thing, again, about us is that all of our employees at Bethany are Christians, um, we work with you, we pray with you, you know, you know, all of that. So uh, don't be afraid <laughs> um, in terms of working with the state. There are specific regulations like um, there has to be 40 square feet of space for the child. So like the child doesn't have to have its own bedroom if you're going to do a foster child. If you've got a son, you, you know, and you get a little boy in the foster care, they can room in the room with your son. That's not a problem. Um, there just has to be, let's see, what else? You don't have to be rich <laughs> to be a foster parent. Um, as long as you can pay your bills, that's good. Um, we don't want people doing it for the money, but at the same time, we want you to know that it doesn't have to be a financial burden on you to take in another child. Um, so, you know, that, that part is good. But um, the state involvement is kind of minimal because you really are dealing directly with us. We will be the workers coming out you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay, thank you. Missy called me a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, I got we, somebody doing the scheduling messed up, and uh, so I might not be able to come. I might have to send somebody else on the 8th. And I said, girl, we've had your name in the bulletin. Put your name in lights. We told everybody how great you are. And so I don't know what they had to do on their end, but she said, we'll make it happen to come. So you had to make some arrangements for that. And thank you for doing that, because we're very glad you could come. And Curtis, thank you for coming as well. We appreciate both of you coming and uh, your ministry. And we are going to pray before we leave here in a moment. We'll pray for you all in your uh, new life together and your marriage and your uh, honeymoon coming up. Make sure you all get by and tell them uh, how much we appreciate them uh, being with us. And as a church family, 
you can tell there are just numerous aspects to orphan care that we as a church and as individuals can get involved in. And I wanted to make clear by that question I asked that it all starts by filling out uh, one of these cards and just saying, I'm interested. If you know what you're interested in, put that down. But I'm just interested in helping in any way I can. Just get the, get the uh, group uh, and the names down so that we know how to, how to uh, bring people together and then to, uh, to see that uh, happen. All right. Uh, I am excited about what the Lord's going to do uh, in and through our church to uh, help those who are in need and how uh, his character is going to be reflected in what he does through us. Let's stand together. We'll be dismissed in prayer. Father, we thank you that indeed you are a father to the fatherless. And Lord, at one time, all of us were outside your family. We were far from you. And we were without God and without hope. But you are our hope. And you are the God who gives that hope because of the kind of God that you are. And you've made us to show the kind of God you are uh, in our community. And you've offered us this opportunity to show the love of Jesus to these young people who so desperately need uh, the love and care and, and attention. And so, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, the opening our eyes uh, to the opportunities. Thank you for our sister and the ministry that you've given to her and for her presentation. And we thank you for, uh, for Curtis as well. We thank you in your providence for bringing them together uh, to, to do this. And we thank you uh, for their commitment to uh, marriage and to each other and to you. We ask your blessing upon them uh, in these initial weeks of their marriage. We pray that their ceremony would be a milestone in their lives that they will never forget. We pray that you would grant them safety as they go on their honeymoon. And we pray that you would bless them in their, in their lives together as they serve you. Lord, go with us now as we seek to be your hands and feet in your world. We ask you to bring us back safely next Lord's Day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.